Section 5 of The National Geographic Magazine, Volume 10, January 1899. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in July 2021. The West Indian Hurricane of September 10, 11, 1898 by Professor E. B. Garriott u.s weather bureau that providence favored the american arms in the recent war with spain appears from the fact that during the entire period of hostilities our fleets in west indian and southern waters were not endangered by tropical storms during the investment of santiago when a hurricane visitation would have resulted in damage and perhaps disaster to the american fleet and consequent appalling losses to our land forces in subsequent blockading operations along the coasts of cuba and puerto rico and finally during the dispersion of the naval forces and the transportation to our shores of a large portion of the army of invasion no serious storm interfered with the fulfilment of american designs and it was not until an attempt was made to naturalize the maria teresa that the weather failed to cooperate with the plans of the united states navy as a matter of fact and in a seeming safe extension of the favor bestowed the hurricane season has passed without the occurrence in or about cuba or puerto rico of a violent atmospheric disturbance the single west indian hurricane which did occur during the season of eighteen ninety eight confined its ravages to barbados st vincent and st lucia islands of the windward group like many other disturbances of this type this hurricane had its origin in the region of equatorial rains far to the eastward of the windward islands reports at hand show that it was first encountered at midday september ninth in latitude north twelve degrees two minutes longitude west fifty four degrees two minutes by the french bark tourny captain mortois commanding this vessel experienced strong northeast winds with heavy sea swells during the afternoon of the ninth and from four p m the barometer fell one tenth inch an hour and reached a minimum of twenty nine point three five at seven p m this hour marked the time of the passage of the storm's vortex the wind went to southwest blowing exceedingly strong and by eleven p m the air had become relatively calm although tremendous seas continued the vessel lost all sail and her cargo of rice was almost a total loss at barbados the premonitory signs of a hurricane became manifest during the morning of september tenth cirrus clouds which had been moving rapidly from the south changed formation to stratocumulus and nimbus from the northeast early in the forenoon the wind backed from northeast to north and a heavy sea swell ran from the southeast the usual rise in the barometer was followed after eleven a m by slowly decreasing pressure from six to nine twenty p m the barometer fell rapidly to a minimum of twenty nine point four six two inches and the wind increased in force in frequent violent squalls until ten eighteen p m 
when the anemometer was blown down during a gust which had a registered velocity of seventy miles an hour at eleven p m the wind changed to north and in the opinion of the weather bureau observer at bridgetown much higher velocities were attained between eleven p m and midnight than at any other time after eleven p m the gale abated but continued strong until the morning of the eleventh the report of the observer shows that a very remarkable electric display without thunder continued during the storm and that in the southwest at an apparent great distance a brilliant permanent light appeared the rainfall was very heavy a depth of eleven point four two inches having been measured from six p m of the tenth to ten thirty a m of the twelfth from barbados the hurricane centre moved westward and reached st vincent and st lucia late in the forenoon of the eleventh a report made by mr h powell curator botanical gardens st vincent shows that during the morning of the eleventh the barometer fell very rapidly to a minimum of twenty eight point five o nine inches at eleven forty a m at which point it remained nearly stationary until twelve thirty p m and then rose rapidly to twenty nine point five three three inches by three p m between eleven and eleven forty a m the velocity of the wind was fifty to sixty miles an hour from points between north and west and between one and two p m the wind velocity was estimated at ninety to one hundred miles an hour from the south and south southwest from nine a m to noon four point nine four inches of rain fell the rain continued in torrents until three p m but an accident to the gauge prevented further measurements after having crossed the windward islands the storm diminished rapidly in intensity and its effects were not severely felt in neighbouring and more northern islands except in the form of heavy sea swells and torrential rains figures furnished by the observer at barbados show that the hurricane of eighteen ninety eight did not compare in point of severity with a hurricane which visited that island august ten to eleven eighteen thirty one during the storm of eighteen thirty one one thousand four hundred seventy seven persons were killed outright three hundred ten were injured of which number one hundred fourteen died and property to the value of seven million three hundred ninety seven thousand five hundred thirty two dollars was destroyed during the storm of eighteen ninety eight eighty three lives were lost about one hundred fifty persons were injured and the estimated value of property destroyed was two million five hundred thousand dollars at st vincent the storm of the present year was pronounced in every way far more destructive than the hurricane of eighteen thirty one accounts agree that these storms stand as the record hurricanes of the windward islands compared with which all others experienced in those islands have been comparatively unimportant a notable feature of the storm of the present year was the period occupied by the centre or vortex in crossing the island of st vincent it appeared to poise or hover over that locality about three-quarters of an hour this fact indicates that the centre made or attempted to make a recurve at that point 
and one of the known characteristics of cyclonic storms is that they develop their greatest strength during recurves in all descriptions of hurricanes particular mention is made of the premonitory signs of their approach these signs are found in the sea in the wind and in the clouds the sea rendered tumultuous by the terrific confused winds about the storm's vortex becomes disturbed and runs in swells far in advance of the body of the storm the winds increase in gusts and as a rule converge toward the vortex and high cirrus clouds carried forward by the upper air currents are observed many hours in advance of the storm's arrival the most important indication is however found in the action of the barometer in that portion of the storm's vortex which may be termed its periphery the air is as it were piled up by the centrifugal force exerted about the cyclone's core this action causes a slight but well-marked rise in the barometer which in hurricanes of average diameter and speed precedes the arrival of the center by several hours this rise is quickly followed by a rapid fall in the barometer with increasing seas coming from the location of the storm center and cirrus clouds change quickly to heavy rapidly moving lower clouds which usually move in a direction almost perpendicular to a trajectory of the storm's path in many instances the lower clouds precede the arrival of the vortex one to two days rendering upper cloud observation after the first signs of cirrus impossible in this brief review it may be of interest to note the relative frequency of hurricanes in the several islands of the west indies available records show that considered singly the islands of the lesser antilles are comparatively free from hurricane visitations and that the occurrence of destructive storms increases westward over the greater antilles to central and western cuba not for entire islands but for corresponding areas the cause of the varying frequency of hurricanes in different parts of the west indies is found in a consideration of their average paths practically all the storms of the lesser antilles move westward in very narrow paths and the proportion of storms that recurve northward is increased with increasing longitude until central and western cuba is reached where a fairly well-marked region of maximum frequency and recurve is found again many of the storms that reach the greater antilles and more especially cuba have their origin over the caribbean sea and move thence northwestward toward cuba or the gulf of mexico as regards the relative likelihood of hurricanes for the several months of the stormy season it is shown that the tracks of west indian cyclones shift further to the northward and westward as the season advances and that while august and september are more likely to produce hurricane in the lesser antilles and the more eastern of the greater antilles the chance for hurricanes in cuba is greater in september and october in referring to this general law the rate reverend benito vines s j remarked as follows this fact is of such ancient belief that the ecclesiastical authority from time immemorial wisely ordained 
that priests in puerto rico should recite in the mass the prayer ad repelendat tempestes during the months of august and september but not in october and that in cuba it should be recited in september and october but not in august all of which proves that the ecclesiastical authority knew by experience that the cyclones of october are much more to be feared in cuba but not those of august and that in puerto rico on the contrary the hurricanes of august are disastrous while those of october are very rare the limits of this article will not permit a discussion of theories regarding the origin of tropical storms or the laws and conditions which govern their movements the regions in which they have their origin and the paths which they commonly follow have been referred to and in conclusion it may be stated that all their movements considered normally are apparently influenced or governed by the trade winds and the position of the atlantic anticyclonic area end of section five